So today, an unusual service for us. Normally, we have violins. Today, we have electric guitars. <laughs> it's also abnormal in that today, not one offering, two offerings. And uh, remember that uh, last week and then this past Wednesday night, we've been saying farewell to one of our missionary families, Stephen and Kirsten McKenzie. You're going to hear from their oldest girl here in a little bit, I believe. But uh, we want to have a special offering today. We announced that last week when they were here. And then this Sunday, the second offering today will be for the McKenzie family as they relocate to Orlando, Florida, where Stephen takes on all new and great responsibilities with the Pioneers Mission Organization as a pre-field coach. And so give generously, will you, in both offerings. You're always so good about that. But give as unto the Lord, and they'll be giving direction throughout the service when the offering time is to take place. I see a couple people that I wanted to recognize before I go and sit down and turn it over to the young people, and that is it's great to see Bobby and Berta Reed with us. We've had them on our platform just a week or two ago as they are getting ready to move to Missouri. Wave your hand down here, Bobby, where people can see you. Um, we don't have their new prayer card ready yet, but don't miss the opportunity to continue to get to know Bobby and Berta. It'll be the last time they're going to be with us, I think, for a while now, and uh, they'll be heading out to Missouri this August to start uh, specialized training with New Tribes Mission as they prepare to go to an unreached people group in a few years. I saw someone else, but I can't remember. Maybe it was Billy Eshbaugh in the back. Billy, always a joy to see you. Continue to pray for Bill and Dolly. We're so thankful uh, for uh, your presence today, Bill. Know that your congregation loves you, and we're praying for you as you take care of your dear wife with her ALS there. I think I see a few new faces, too. Dakota, are you going to remind them to fill out the yellow card? I'll let you do that then, all right? And Dakota, are you on next? All right, brother. Here's our teen service. Let's welcome our young people, okay? Well, good morning. Um, I'd like to extend a warm welcome just to everyone here, and then specifically to any guests. Any guests, as Pastor Van mentioned. If you just reach in the chair back in front of you, see a yellow card, just fill that out, and when the offerings come around, drop it in. Um, next, just a reminder, this coming Wednesday, if you come, you always go Wednesday. If you're a guest, we welcome you to come out Wednesday's nights. But this coming Wednesday, there is no service because we have teen summer break. Um, and teen summer break should be a fun time, so we'd like to invite any teens who just finished sixth grade and are going into seventh grade, are 12 years old, or are through just graduate high school. If you just graduate high school or you're 12 years old, you're welcome to come out, have a great time. As Pastor Van mentioned, we have a great speaker, Greg Alderman. I've heard him speak. He's really good. Um, the times are 6.30 to 10. Um, there is concession stand there. It does cost a little bit of money, but it's extremely cheap. And I think that's about it there. And then I'd like to invite Paul Scott up right now for you to say something about Jefferson County Fair Outreach. Thank you, Dakota, for those announcements. Um, we're going to be beginning our eighth year in August here of the fair outreach. You might uh, notice I look a little bit different than the usual guys up here. He's a little bit taller, a little bit less hair, Wayne McKenzie. Uh, and he asked me to take the lead on this this year, and I uh, thankfully accepted the opportunity. Um, we're going to be offering classes this month, July 17th and the 24th, and also again next month, August 14th and the 21st for those interested in uh, helping out. We'd ask if, if you have never shared at the fair before to come to at least two uh, just to become familiar. There's going to be no tests or anything. 
But uh, and basically, we just use this walking stick, and there's a sign that says uh, "Free Walking Stick with Message." A lot of people come in and ask for a massage because they didn't read it correctly. But and we <laughs> and we just use these uh, five colored beads to present the gospel. A very simple approach, but we're not offering easy believism either. We we are asking for true repentance. This is straight from the Bible, um, and we ask that you would uh, put that to prayer, be praying for uh, people in their heart to, um, to be moved uh, and ready to receive salvation, and uh, just put it to prayer and take that under consideration how you might uh, help out with that. Thanks. Thank you very much. Now, just two more things before we go, and they are very important. Um, Olympian staff, anyone who's staffing the Olympians, there's a meeting right after the second service next Sunday in room 106. Um, there's child care and there's lunch, so if you plan on going to that, if you could sign up in the forest so we have a count for food. And one more thing, uh, Kids Day Camp is coming up, and that's always a great opportunity to minister to the kids. Um, but we need cupcakes, lots and lots and lots of cupcakes. Um, 250 cupcakes, just plain white cupcakes, no frosting, nothing. Just have to cook them and bring them in. Um, there's a sign-up in the foyer for that, and tell us how many you could bring if that's possible. And if you could just have those here by July 24th, that would be nice. Now we're going to uh, shift gears. We're going to have some prayer and then some music time. So we just bow our heads in prayer. Dear Lord, we thank you for this day, and we thank you for all you've done. We thank you for bringing everyone here together. We pray that we all pay attention to these words and take them to heart, and just think about how great you are and how much you do for us. If we could pray for all the missionaries that are out in the field or out here or even in our church, Lord, ministering the community, we need them. And, Lord, we pray for them to be able to share your word. We pray for Greg Alderman as he's going to be speaking to the teens next week. And we pray for Pastor Everett as he's going to be giving a short devotional later. Let it touch the hearts of everyone. We pray for anyone who is sick today and can't make it. Let them either be healed or go home to see you, Lord. We know you have a plan and that everything will work out for the best. Amen. Well, you can stand up to worship. Pastor Everett told you last week that the music was going to be a little different with the teens leading it, and it is going to be. Um, one of the differences you'll notice right away is that there's nobody up front on the stage in front of the pulpit for you to watch while you're singing. So if that freaks you out too much, you can look over here by the piano. We have people singing over here. You can watch their lips move and everything. Other than that, the words will be up on the screen. Um, you can follow along up there. If you want to hold a book for the second song, Shout to the Lord is hymn number 71 in your hymnal if you're more comfortable with holding something in your hands. The rest of them will be up on the screen, so let's sing.
As Pastor Van mentioned, since I came on staff two and a half years ago, it's been my great privilege to get to work with the teens and the young adults of our church. And uh, it's fun for me to get to see them develop and grow in their knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and to give of themselves. Uh, this summer we had teen, three of our teens go away for the most of the summer. Avery Lipset is at New Life Bible Camp with uh, Andy Maples, one of our missionaries there, working all summer. Uh, because of transportation issues, he couldn't come back today to be here. Um, but we do want to lift him up as part of our group and uh, mention him for prayer. And then we had two of our young ladies go to New Mexico uh, out with the Malcotes, uh, other missionaries of ours, uh, to Broken Arrow Bible Ranch. And just late last night, I'm not sure how late, but uh, pretty late last night, Kelly Sandreski arrived home. So Kelly, please come to the platform at this time. And uh, it was cute this morning, uh, of course, getting in late. She arrived this morning in time for the practices and stuff for the youth. And all the girls sent out front when Kelly comes to the back. <laughs> and they were running down the middle. So I figured I'd do the same. I just and went running down and gave her a hug. It just seemed right to do. I don't know. But it's... Uh, Kelly, please come. It is great to have you home. What time did you get in last night? Home. Home uh, around 11, I think. Around 11. When I texted her yesterday, because you can only talk to him on the weekends there, and she had already left uh, to head home to the airport, and that's when I informed her that she had to come up front when she got here this morning. So we don't have any pictures or anything for you, and uh, she did a great job in the first service. I know she's a little nervous, but tell us a little bit about uh, the camp and what you did. And also, uh, Miriam Griffion is out there. We were able to Skype her the first service. It's a little difficulty, but we got her at the end, and I know for sure we got her this time because both the parents have been back there talking to her the whole time, lifting up the camera, showing her all of you guys back of your heads, so you might <laughs> want to cover up any bald spots. But... <laughs> We have Miriam, and we can put her up on the Skype. Everybody say hi, Miriam. Hi. I love you. <laughs> okay, Kelly, tell us a little bit about the camp and your role there. Okay. Um, I've been in Gallup, New Mexico, for the past six weeks, um, working at a place called Broken Air Bible Ranch. Um, the first week was a training week where um, we basically bonded as a staff, um, doing like various like military drills. Like, we learned how to raid a house. I don't know what that has to do with uh, camping, but, uh, yeah, we did that. And we also um, climbed a 15-foot wall all together, and we had to hold on to a rope the whole time. Um, and then the last five weeks, I've, the first three weeks, I was a wrangler, um, which is basically um, kind of like a janitor. You do the dishes, you um, serve the food, um, you clean the toilets, which are kind of gross. <laughs> um, and then the second two weeks, I was a counselor. And um, that's kind of like the mom for the campers. Uh, you have about, I've had anywhere from five to seven girls in my cabin. Um, there's one counselor and one wrangler in each cabin. There's 12 cabins for boys and 12 cabins for girls. Um, I don't know what else to say. <laughs> Stay here. Stay here. You don't get away yet. Um, Miriam, tell us a little bit about uh, your experience at the camp. Well, as the same as Kelly, the first week I was a wrangler, and then since the second week I've been a counselor. The third week I was a wrangler half the week, and then my counselor left, so I had to step in. And that was a teen week, so it was pretty tough. But um, I'm enjoying it. <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Uh, it's very exhausting, and it's really taught us how to rely on God and to... Um, pray and to trust him in everything we do. 
All right, good, thank you. Um, tell us uh, about the kids there and what age groups you're dealing with and about how many kids you have a week and how that works. Um, usually in the cabin you have around six to eight kids. Uh, it can vary. It depends how full the week is. And these kids go through horrible things. Like uh, A lot of them come from abusive families, alcoholic, drug addict families. Um, and a lot of the girls, like I, I would say one-fourth of the campers we have are sexually abused as well. So it's a lot of tough stuff that we have to deal with and to share God's love in between with them and tell them that God loves them even, to, even though all this happened to them. Okay, thank you. Uh, Kelly, a question for you. How has this impacted you? Obviously, you guys are working great with these kids. How has God worked in your life through this? Um, when I became a counselor um, for the past two weeks, um, there's a guy named uh, Steve, and he's like the main counselor, and he sets up all of the, um, the cabins of who's going to be with who uh, for counselors and wranglers. And when he came up to me and he's like, oh, hey, you want to be a counselor this week? And I was like, oh, no, I don't know what I'm going to do because I have to be a mom. And uh, so I really had to trust God and um, just rely on him like I've never had to before. So de I definitely learned a lot of trust this summer. That's great. Uh, tr trusting and relying on God. Miriam, uh, how has this impacted your life being out there and continuing? How, and when do you come home? Um, it's definitely deepened my faith in Christ, and I've learned how to fully give my whole life to Him. Like, I don't know how to explain it. It's just you. everything you do is for Him, and everything you're doing is living for Him. And I've really, um, I've grown closer to Him. Come home. What? When do you come home? Oh, in four weeks. I'll be coming home on July, on August 4th. August the 4th. Well, we will remember you in our prayers. It's great seeing you. Thank you for that update. We love you, Miriam. I love, love you. you guys. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Well, as Pastor Van mentioned, there's two offerings this morning. The first one we're going to do is our normal offering, and then a little bit later we'll have a second offering. So the offering we're about to take is our regular weekly offering, and we have a special number during the offering.
Thank you, girls. As I mentioned, it's my privilege to get to work with teens, and we have a lot of quality young teens in our group, and one of them is one, sadly, we've got to say goodbye to. And I'm going to invite Eleanor McKenzie up to the platform at this time to give a testimony uh, as she's coming. She's a, a special young girl. It's been my privilege to get to know her this last year. She's one of the ones that has no problems in asking a question and clarifying your points, and you've got to make sure you're right. And, uh, and I appreciate that about her. And uh, her love for God comes through and wanting to do what God has for her. So, Eleanor, please just share with us a little bit about your time here. Hi, I'm Eleanor. You probably already know that. But um, I just wanted to say how much of a blessing this church is to me. I've been to many places, and I've been to many churches. Lots of them I couldn't understand, and those I could, we had to walk out because we didn't like what they were saying. But um, here is a lot different from lots of other places I've been. And the youth group is amazing. Everyone's so nice, and I felt accepted for who I was. And I just wanted to say thanks to everyone who is in the youth group, and most of them are my friends, almost all of them. <laughs> but it's really nice to have a church that I know will pray for me and if I have troubles, and for my family and everything. There are big things and small things that make up your life, and lots of the small things are prayers. Even one little prayer can change everything. Um, I wanted to say thank you to everyone, and I want to say thank you to Pastor Everett and Megan for being there on my baptism. It was really big, and it was something I've wanted to do for a long time, and I was happy I could have 
my youth pastor there with me. Thanks. Well, it was certainly my privilege, and Megan's as well, to get to participate in watching uh, your dad have the privilege of baptizing all the children in the river uh, a little over a week ago. So it was a very special time, and, and it was driven by this young lady here, kept asking her dad, can I be baptized? I want to be baptized. I want to be baptized, because that's what God says we're supposed to do. And, uh, and that just goes to her heart on wanting to do what's right before the Lord, and it was a wonderful time. We're going to take a moment here and have a word of prayer, pray for Eleanor specifically and her whole family as well, and then the men will come forward, or the young men will come forward, and uh, we'll take up the offering uh, designated to help them. Now, they're moving to Orlando, Florida, and I know it doesn't sound so difficult, but... Uh, it is in ministry. He'll be with pioneers and helping others get to the field. And, of course, Eleanor has to go through a whole other adjustment now, uh, new friends, new people, new church. But know that we are going to be praying for you, and we do love you, and we will always be here for you. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, I do thank you for Eleanor and her heart that she has to just want to obey you and do what it is that you would have her do and the love that she has for you. And Father, we thank you for your love that you've shown us. Thank you for giving us this brief time together uh, to get to know one another, to be able to share uh, some life one, with one another, that we might pray for each other more specifically and encourage and lift each other up. And with today's technology, we'll be able to stay in contact, and we just praise you for that. And we pray for the adjustment time, that she will find a new church, they will find good friends, people that she will be able to connect with and just have that in her life. And we pray for the whole family as well as they all adjust to uh, a, new, a new town, a new place to live, a new home. And we pray for Stephen as he's working hard at uh, getting ready to help others go to the mission field as he has done in the past. Just give him wisdom and knowledge as he helps prepare these people to go into the field to serve you. We thank you so much, Father, for all your love and all your provisions. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And we have a special number for this as well.
Another thing that we have incorporated in the youth group <clears throat> the last couple years is what we call a summer ministry opportunity, SMO or SMO trips is what we call them. That's not an original name for me. It actually came from about 20 years ago when I was under a youth pastor at Independent Bible Church named Van Marceau who, uh, who did SMO trips and uh, so I resurrected them. Uh, what we do is get a group of teens and we go out for an extended time, typically a week, to do ministry to a church. Now, last year we had pictures of our time in Michigan that we did. This year we're going to Frostburg, Maryland, and it's not until the first week of August. So we're going to tell you about it so you can pray for us and know what's coming up. We will be heading to Matt Eichhorn's church. Some of you know him, and it's in the Frostburg, Maryland area. And the community there has really opened up to accept us. We have a local park there that they are allowing us to use free of charge all the, the facilities that they have to do a day camp. Uh, we're going to call it Pandas in the Park, and we're going to do a day camp for children from 9 to 3. And the great thing is, if we have a rain day, they have an inside building in town called the Palace, 
with a stage and everything, and they're going to give that to us and reserve it all week free for us to use in case there be a rain day for us to go. So the Lord has just opened up great doors of opportunities for us to minister there. Uh, we'll be working with Matt Icorn's church, and the kids from their church will be coming. Um, and what we'll do is take about 20 of our teens and minister through the day in the morning hours uh, with the camp to these kids. And then in the afternoon after lunch, we will go and do service projects for people in the church, for the church itself, and in the community to minister out that way. Uh, so the kids will be giving of themselves in lots of different areas, and uh, they'll be very hands-on with what we're doing. And there's some prep behind the scenes. And one of the things that is a requirement to go is to memorize a passage of Scripture. Uh, and they had to memorize Second Peter 1, 3 through 11. And I'm going to invite uh, Jessica Williams to come up to the platform at this time for her to quote it to you. So you can see a little bit of the work that goes into, uh, what, uh, into the preparation to go. Second Peter 1, 3 through 11. His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. Through these, he has given us his very great and precious promises, so that through them you may participate in the divine nature and escape the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. For this very reason, make every effort to add to your faith goodness, and to goodness knowledge, and to knowledge self-control, and to self-control perseverance, and to perseverance godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness love. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But if anyone does not have them, he is nearsighted and blind, for he has forgotten he has been cleansed from his past sins. Therefore, my brothers, be all the more eager to make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things, you will never fall, and you will receive a rich welcome in the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Second Peter 1, 3 through 11. Very good. So we'll be ministering through day camp, which is the last week of July, to about 200 kids, and our teens are very active in that, and that's the Panda theme, and then we'll just be taking that program and putting it on up there. So please be praying for our teens for that the first week of uh, August. They'll also be conducting the Sunday evening service at my, Matt Icorn's church as well, so they'll be duplicating a lot of what we're doing here today. Um, we're going to do a couple songs and then have a brief devotional uh, to finish things up. So I'm going to turn it over to Kyle. You guys can stand again to worship. A thousand times I've failed So your mercy remains Should I stumble again I'm caught in your grace Everlasting Your light will shine When all else fades Ever ending Your glory goes beyond all fame In my heart and my soul But I give you control You consume me from the inside out Lord justice and praise become my embrace to love you from the inside out you will above all else and my purpose remains the art of 
Justice and praise become my embrace to love you from the inside out. Everlasting, your light will shine when all else fades. Never ending, your glory goes beyond all fame. And the cry of my heart is to bring you praise from the end. Inside out, Lord, my soul cries out from the inside out, Lord, my soul cries out. In my heart and my soul, I give you control. Consume me from the inside out, Lord. Let justice and praise become my embrace to love you from the inside out everlasting your light will shine when all else fades never ending your glory goes beyond all fame and the cry of my heart is to bring you face from the inside out Lord, my soul cries out everlasting your light will shine when all else fades never ending your glory goes beyond all fame and the cry of my heart is to bring you praise from the inside out Lord my soul cries out from the inside out Lord my soul cries out
Father, as we open your word, we pray that you would open our hearts and open our ears and that we would leave here in some way changed because of it. Father, bless your word this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. Well, as Jessica Williams quoted 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 3 through 11, I'm going to invite you to open your Bibles to 2 Peter chapter 1, looking at verse 3. And as you're doing that, I remember Saturday mornings in my house, when I would wake up, I would go over to my parents' bedroom, and typically mom would be up, and sometimes dad would still be there in bed, and I'd crawl into bed and snuggle up with him. If he wasn't there, he'd be on the couch downstairs, and I'd snuggle up with him on the couch. And we had this ritual of most Saturday mornings of getting together and reading the classics. Superman. Batman, (laughs) Thor, Aquaman, the Green Lantern. I'm reminded of that because I see all these commercials now of all all these movies. Of course, they've always had Batman and Superman out, but now you see the commercials for the Green Lantern. And you see the commercials. I saw one the other day for um, uh, Captain America. Um, and I know they just had Thor, and it just reminded me of those days. And we wanted to be superheroes and have this superpower. Well, I had my favorite, of course, and he beat all the others. And no, it's not Superman. It was Billy Batson. All right, it was Shazam. Now you know who Billy Batson is. He would say that Shazam, and he would become a superhero. And there was a catch with his powers, though. He could only use his powers for good. He had to learn to develop them, to use them for good things. Because if he used them for anything selfish or bad, he could lose his powers. Well, that's a little bit of what this verse reminds me of, in that we can have God's power as our superpower. And that's what the verse says. We've worked with the teens through these verses, and we talked about the different uh, virtues that we should be building on as Christians. And all of us need to be building on these virtues. We, we used a house as a representation, and the foundation was faith. And then we built upon that the, the, the walls and the, and the trusses and the roof and the floor. And, you know, when you have a house, 
it needs repairs, right? Eventually, something needs to be fixed on it. If you have a leaky roof, you need to fix it or you're going to have problems. If you have a crack in your foundation, it takes a little bit more because that faith needs sturdied real strong. We need to make sure we fix our foundations. We get nicks and bangs in our walls and holes in our walls, and we got to patch them and take care of them. A house needs maintenance. Well, we need maintenance as Christians. We need to be paying attention to the virtues that are taught here in building our life for Christ and making sure that we're living the way that we should. But I really want to focus just on verse 3 this morning, especially because we don't have a lot of time. But also, it's kind of the foundation to it. His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of Him who called us by His own glory and goodness. It starts with His. It's not ours. It's His. It's God's. It's not in our own power. It's not in our own strength. It's not in our own abilities. It's our reliance on Him. It's His. And He gets the glory for it. His divine. Divine means not of this world. It's bigger and better than anything we could think of. It's divine. It's not from here. It's His divine power. And we know about Jesus' power. He raised Himself from the dead. I can't think of much more things that are powerful than that. Anything that's more powerful than that. Jesus Christ raised himself from the dead. He raised others from the dead. He healed the blind, the lame. That's power. And his power has been given to us. It has. It's already happened. It's already done. It's in the past. It's been done for you. Given. We know about gifts. We love Christmas to get gifts. You know, we get those gifts. Well, his gift, of course, is a gift to us as well. It was given to us. Doesn't cost us anything, but it cost him a great deal. His divine power has given us. If you know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, you're the us. Christians, you have Christ, the Holy Spirit, living within you. Your sins are forgiven because of the work of Christ on the cross. That is the us. And he gave us His divine power. Wow. His divine power has given us everything. Not a little bit. Not for some. Not to be able to do some things or a part of something. Everything. Everything. It's sufficient for all things. His divine power has given us everything that we need. Everything that we need for life. Spiritual life. A renewed life. A life apart and changed from the sinful life that we had. A spiritual life that is heading us to heaven. And we have eternal life to look forward to in heaven. And that should bring joy to your heart. But not only did he give us this spiritual life and this eternal life, but it's also about the life here. It has given us all the power that we need for life here on earth. For you to break the bondage of sin that you're under. And there's stuff in our lives that we don't want to have in our lives. And sometimes we work hard at getting rid of it and sometimes we just try to justify why it's there. But this passage tells us that His divine power has given us everything we need for life. You can get rid of the sin in your life. 
because of his power and what he's given you. If you'll turn and trust him and give him everything and put your faith and confidence in his power to give you what you need to get rid of what's in your life that needs to be taken care of. Everything we need for life and everything we need for godliness. We should be godly. We should be holy. We should be set apart. We shouldn't be like the world. There should be a difference and we shouldn't be ashamed to be different. And I'm not talking about just appearances here. I'm talking about your heart. What are the things your heart is set on? Is your heart set on the next big thing? The 4G or 5G phone or whatever Gs they're up to now? Or the new car or the bigger house and all these things. I had the privilege of having a missionary couple in our house for dinner the other night. And they said one of the hardest things for their adjustment and they've been uh, on the mission field for seven years, back a couple times, but one of the hardest things for their adjustment is what what we call gluttony of Americans and the need for things and having so much because they're used to a very different life. We do, don't we? We're blessed in this country to have a lot, and it is easy for us to want more. I want you to caution, I want a word of caution to you to guard your heart about what it is focused on. Is it focused on God and knowing Him more and serving and loving Him and giving of yourself more? Or is it focused on worldly things and getting things and accomplishing something here for a personal gain? His power has given you what you need to be godly. You can be godly. You can be set apart and put your eyes on Him and set your heart towards the things of God. And how do we get these things? Through our knowledge of Him. You need to know Him. You need to know Him more and more. You need to be on your knees in prayer. You need to be in His Word reading it. You need to be here at church, fellowshipping with fellow Christians. We need one another. We need His Word. You need to know Jesus Christ. And through your knowledge of Him, you'll develop that power to defeat these things in your life and to change your life to be godly. That's how it starts. Through your knowledge of Him. Who called us? Again, He gets the glory. He called us to be His children. We responded because He first loved us. And He called us. Not because of anything we can do. We can't boast. We can just praise Him for what He's done for us. But because he called us by his glory and his goodness, we can be thankful. Oh, how he loves us. I hope you know that love that Jesus Christ, of Jesus Christ and what he did on the cross for you. And looking at this verse, you can put on his power, the divine power, to change your life and to conquer the sin that abounds in this country. We're going to change gears here. We have a little drama to end things. We need to clear the stage. As we clear the stage, I ask Cal Martin if he would do a song, and uh, Serena's going to accompany him. As the teens come and clear the stage, they'll sing a song to remind us about how God loves us. And then the teens are going to act a skit out to show us how much God loved us. Thank you.
and he is jealous for me. Love's like a hurricane, I am a tree. I'm bending beneath the weight of his wind and mercy. And all of a sudden, I am unaware of these afflictions eclipsed by glory. And realize just how beautiful you are and how great your affections are for me. And oh, and how he loves us so. Oh, how he loves us. And how he loves us all. And he is jealous for me. He loves like a hurricane. I am a tree. I'm bending beneath the weight of his wind and mercy. And all of a sudden, I am unaware of these afflictions eclipsed by glory. And I realize just how beautiful you are And how great your affections are for me And He loves us Oh, how He loves us Oh, how He loves us Oh, how He loves, oh, how he loves. We are His portion and he is our pride been drawn to redemption by the grace in his eyes if grace if grace is an ocean we're all sinking and heaven meets earth like an unforeseen kiss my heart turns violently inside of my chest now I don't have time to maintain these regrets when I think about in the way he loves us oh how he loves us oh how he loves us oh how he loves he loves us your hearts have been lifted as mine has uh, both services now getting to see our young people uh, use their talents to glorify God and uh, I hope that uh, your heart's been touched and perhaps you know that there's something in your life that you can defeat because of his power and it's been given to you we're going to close with a song and then Johnny Marceau will close us in prayer and we'll be dismissed You can stand to sing.
highest of heights to the depths of the sea. Creations revealing your majesty. From the colors of fall to the fragrance of spring. Every creature unique in the song that it sings. All exclaiming, indescribable, uncontainable. You place the stars in the sky and you know them by name. You are amazing, God. All powerful, untamable, awestruck, we fall to our knees as we humbly proclaim. You are amazing, God. Who has told every lightning bolt where it should go? Or seen heavenly storehouses laden with snow? Who imagined the sun and gives source to its light? Yet conceals it to bring us the coolness of night None can fathom Indescribable, uncontainable You place the stars in the sky and you know them by name You are amazing God All powerful, untamable all struggle we fall to our knees as we humbly proclaim You are amazing God Indescribable, uncontainable You place the stars in the sky and you know them by name You are amazing God Incomparable Unchangeable, you see the depths of my heart and you love me the same. You are amazing, God. You are amazing, God. You are amazing, God. Let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you for this day. Um, watch over us as we go our separate ways and just thank you that we had a wonderful day so far and just um, open our ears and minds to learn about you some more so that we can have a good life and just meet you in heaven sometime. And thank you for this day. In your name, amen.